Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Well, it's Friday the 13th, so it seemed like a good day to cover a topic that's a, a little bit on the scary side. This happened in uh, Oregon, uh, in a place called Silvis Valley Ranch. Turns out we have another string of cattle mutilations, and you can find this on live at Oregon Live. Um, the author says, Mysterious Oregon cattle killings, mutilations, alarm ranchers. And it describes that these mutilations took place on the Silvis Valley Ranch, which is 140,000 acres. Now, 140,000 acres is quite a bit. If you do the math, that's about 218 square miles. And I looked on the Google Maps for Silvis Valley Ranch, and it turns out it's kind of a rectangular-shaped uh, piece of property. Looks like it's maybe about 20 miles north to south and about 10 miles east to west, located in the uh, northeast-central part of Oregon. You have um, two or three uh, national forests or national parks uh, in the area around it. Uh, a lot of uh, high mountainous terrain surrounds it, and this looks to be more or less almost like a valley depression, but a lot of rolling hills, uh, semi-arid, a lot of pine trees, uh, kind of a little bit um, tough country, but it's cattle country in uh, typical what you think of in the high west uh, out in the western United States. The article says, uh, when, the when the first dead bull turned up at the end of July, it didn't raise an alarm at the Sylvie's Valley Ranch. Now keep in mind, the Sylvie's Valley Ranch, they don't just raise cattle there. They also have a large resort area, golf club, and it looks like a pretty high-end vacation spot. But still, pretty remote. Cattle sometimes die uh, suddenly on the ranch's 140,000 acres in Harney County struck by disease or felled by a broken leg and unable to find a way out of the rugged forested terrain. But by the time ranch hands discovered four more dead bulls within 24 hours, they knew they were likely dealing with deliberate premeditated killings. They're still baffled by the circumstances. There were no wounds, no signs of a struggle, and the bull's genitals and tongues had been carefully removed. Now I've found this article a couple different times. And the ranch hens that say they found the bulls are all saying the same thing. So you have these big heifer bulls, and I don't know, they've got to weigh between 1,200 and 2,000 pounds probably. They'd be a good-sized animal. And they're finding them, they're laying uh, on their side. It has a picture of one of them. And there's no tracks around anywhere. No human tracks, no animal tracks, nothing. So you have to wonder, whatever killed them... Well, why didn't it leave tracks? And secondly, there's no bullet wounds. Uh, there's no strangulation marks. The animals are just dead. Now, it seems strange to me that they come out, they call it, these guys are calling it premeditated killings. But really, it's, it's clear to see they're dead, but how they were killed, well, I don't know. And then the thing about the genitals and tongues being carefully removed... They were clear to say that these things weren't torn out by scavengers, that they were actually just cut away from the animals. The killing and mutilations of the four- and five-year-old heifer bulls, they continue here, is in the prime of their productive lives and has since, been, and has since spurred a multi-agency investigation in eastern Oregon. But detectives have turned up no leads and haven't yet settled on a cause of death. Now here's the next line. How somebody put these bulls on the ground at what would be arguably a fairly close range. 
and to do it in a way that didn't leave any signs, no trace evidence, no footprints, no struggle marks from the animal, no broken limbs. I have no idea, said Kobe Marshall, vice president of Silvis Ranch, Silvis Valley Ranch. The mystery deepens because there's no obvious reason someone would want those animal parts. They aren't prime targets for black market sales, authorities said. Well, you can see here that the authorities are grasping for straws. Now, something very strange has happened, something that there's no earthly explanation for, and they're doing everything in their power to explain away what happened. All we know for sure is, is that we have five big old heifer bulls that were found dead with their penises and their tongues surgically removed, cut off. Not torn off by a coyote or a wolf or a raccoon or anything like that. Cut off. Secondly, we have no tracks, no evidence, no uh, strangulation marks on the animal. The animals are just dead. We have no explanation for how the animals died. Yet, the first thing the authorities do is they try to muddy the waters and say, well, we don't know. These parts aren't wanted on the black tongue. No, you can go to the grocery store and buy a cow tongue. And you can go to the meat locker or wherever, and you can buy uh, bull testicles. They aren't that valuable. Nobody's going to walk four or five miles out into the timber in the middle of the night and do this. And if they had done this, there'd have been some evidence as to how they got there, which there is no evidence. So to say that somebody did this, well, there's no evidence that somebody did this. There's a lot more evidence that something did this. They go on to say, the deaths are eerily similar to a rash of livestock killings and mutilations across the West in the 1970s, when hundreds of cows and bulls turned up dead, also of seemingly unknown causes and with their genitals and tongues missing. Back then, theories ran the gamut from government conspiracy and UFOs to natural deaths and scavengers. Today, the circumstances at Sylvie's Valley Ranch point to humans as a probable culprit because of the precise cuts of the bulls. Now, i got to call BS on this. Today, the circumstances at Sylvie's Valley point to humans. How do they point to humans? See, the, the author here automatically makes it the assumption that no extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional force exists, that it points to humans. Well, nothing else points to humans. I could just as well say that the fact that there were no tracks, that there wasn't one single bit of evidence that showed that a person was there, points to non-humans. This is how the article should read. The article should read, Circumstances at Sylvie's Valley Ranch point to non-humans as the probable culprits. Because there was no sign of humans. Oh, because of pre precise cuts on the bulls? Really? Anything else for now is speculation. There you go again. Throw water all over uh, anything else. So you have a person here writing the article that they put out the theory that this was caused by humans. And their theory, their theory is a conspiracy theory. It's based on nothing. But as soon as they put their idea out, and what do they know? They're not an investigator. They're just a person writing the story, and this is their opinion. But the very next sentence says, anything else for now is speculation. Really? Really? And to say this is humans is not speculation? When there's not a single bit of evidence to suggest that it is human? If humans made those cut marks, then where are the human tracks? If humans killed those bulls, 
then where's the evidence that the bull's dead? There's not even a lick of evidence to show how the bull was killed, other than the fact that it's dead. So to say anything else for now is speculation is just nonsense. That's not journalism. That's a that's an opinion piece. Anything else for now is speculation, including ideas of what might have killed a bull without leaving marks. Marshall said he wonders if the killer used poison darts. Oh, give me a break. Are you kidding me? Is, is this what we've come to now? We can't deal with a, with a real possibility this could have been an, 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 some kind of alien-type thing that we have to believe that maybe we have headhunters out here shooting with poison darts. You know, when I was a kid growing up, it was kind of a standing joke about cow tippers, kids going out into the farm country and finding a cow at night that's standing there sleeping and, and tipping the cow over. I supposedly you can do that. Maybe we have homicidal cow tippers, you know, just running around the middle of the countryside, getting out of their car, walking eight or 10 miles through uh, brush and timber uh, on a moonless night, wearing their uh, night vision goggles, finding this cow standing there and shooting a blow dart into the side of the cow with the poison so toxic that it drops this bull immediately. And then after they've killed the cow and they've, you know, surgically removed his penis and tongue, a bull rather, after they've done this, then they're, they're very stealthy. They make sure to cover all their tracks so not a single track shows, not a single drop of blood, you know, is traced back to them. Give me a break. We think that these are very sick and dangerous individuals and they need to answer for this horrible crime, he said. Well, I would agree. I would say that whoever does this is sick and dangerous. But I don't think it's anybody um, that we know personally. Silvis Valley Ranch, about 40 minutes north of the county seat of... Burns has put up a $25,000 reward for information on the bull killings that leads to an arrest and conviction, and the Oregon Cattlemen's Association has offered its own $1,000 reward. The investigation has pulled in Oregon State Police as well as the U.S. Forest Service. Well, oh boy, the U.S. Forest Service is on this. Let me tell you something, this case is going to get solved, LOL. Anybody that's read any of... Uh, Polite's stuff or watched any of his videos or heard any of his uh, interviews online knows that the U.S. Forest Service, the National Park Service, um, they don't have a real good uh, reputation, uh, from what I can see at least, for solving crimes or finding missing people. In fact, you know, it seems like just the opposite. When people ask them for a list of missing people and they say, oh, we need $30,000 or $300,000 or a million. So I'm not, I'm not real excited about the forced uh, service investigating this, but hey, whatever. The ranch is owned by veterinarian Scott Campbell, who bought the enterprise in 2006. Since then, it's expanded into tourism with a golf course and resort on site but still maintains around 4,500 head of beef cattle, including 100 bulls. And this is an area where they say cattle outnumber humans 14 to 1. The five dead bulls were found on July 30th and 31st in a wooded area about 15 miles from US 395, the nearest major road. Wow. Nearest major road is 15 miles away, but a bunch of homicidal 
cow tippers decided they needed to make that hike in the middle of the night. How long would it take them to walk that 15 miles in rugged terrain? Three, four, five, six hours? And then they got to they gotta get back out of there. They were each about a quarter mile apart, Marshall said. That's a lot of work in one night, five cows, or five bulls, rather. There was some official disagreement on when they were killed. The Harney County Sheriff's Office, which saw only four of the bulls, puts the deaths at three to 14 days before discovery. But Marshall believes the cattle were discovered within 24 to 48 hours of their death. Well, you can kind of see what's slipping in here. The longer that cow, the longer that bull lays out there dead, the more uh, that law enforcement can say, well, we can't, we can't make a determination of death because it's been laying there too long. And, and it gives time for the evidence to just go away. And if the evidence doesn't point to your silly theory of homicidal cow tippers, then it's really better if the evidence goes away because, hey, man, this is a big, fancy golf course and resort on this 140,000 acres. And people might get scared if they think that, you know, aliens or interdimensional beings are coming down here and uh, killing cows and doing some kind of ritual sacrifice with them. That scares the heck out of people. They don't want to be camping out somewhere where that's going on. And you know what? It looks like that's what's going on because there's no human tracks around any one of the crime scenes. Nothing. Nada. It looks like something came down out of the sky, snatched these things, lopped off a couple pieces, and then laid them there dead. As crazy as that sounds, it's less crazy and it's less crazy to think that aliens did this than to think that a bunch of uh, redneck homicidal cow tippers got out of the car along the highway, walked 14 miles, somehow shot these cows full of, or these bulls full of poison darts and uh, took the time to lop off their penises and their tongues, cleaned up their tracks, and then walked 14 to 15 miles back to their vehicle in the dark. That's, that's what sounds crazy to me. Not that something extra-dimensional could have done this. Okay, he goes on, he says, there is some official disagreement on when they were killed, and then, uh, but Marshall believes the cattle were discovered 24 to 48 hours after death. And the delay in the finding, the delay in finding the animals is not unusual in such a remote area, where ranchers are tasked with patrolling large tracts of land, said Jerome Rosa, directive, <clears throat> executive director of the Oregon Cattlemen's Association. Harney County is in Oregon's largest county, covering more than 10,000 square miles. With where cattle outnumber people 14 to 1, like I said. These are huge, vast, steep landscapes with lots of rocks and trees and brush, Rosa said. Ranchers may not see their cattle for long stretches of time. Beef is Oregon's largest agriculture com commodity, drawing in nearly $1 billion a year, and, in, and most cattle crimes typically involve theft, Rosa said. And the author goes on to say, This makes the deaths at Silvis Valley Ranch particularly bizarre, he said, because the bulls were worth a lot of money alive particularly for breeding. Yeah, Marshall estimates her value at up to $7,000 a piece. Well, $35,000 worth of heifer bulls and you just leave them there dead? Their productive life was a huge economic opportunity for the ranch. And now that's completely lost, you said. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. <clears throat> and the article here has a picture of this, of this bull. He's kind of bloated from being there dead for a while. But I don't see any blood around. It's just, you can see the poor thing has his penis cut off. And uh, no explanation. Marshall has 
heard from several other Oregon ranchers who reported similar killings on their property over the past few decades. Well, now, this is a ranch guy talking. He's undoubtedly heard the law enforcement going around and saying, well, you know, this is a bunch of crazy kids or Satanists or whatever. This is all man-made. But, you know, I don't think he's buying it because he says, he points out that, hey, this isn't the only place this has happened at. One of these ranchers, Terry Anderson, found a dead cow on land he was running near Pendleton in 1980. Its udder had been cleanly removed, and Anderson could see no clear evidence of what had killed the animal. There was no visible bullet hole or anything there, Anderson recalled last week. It was so unusual, it just left you with an eerie feeling. Yes, that is normal. The hundreds of cattle deaths in the 1970s largely concentrated in the Midwest caused by a median sensation as ranchers rolled by an economic crisis blamed a government conspiracy, according to Michael Goldman, a history professor at Somerset County in Kentucky. Well, you've always got to go out and find the skeptic, don't you? Boy, I'd love to know how much these guys are getting paid. So somebody who wasn't there, who never saw the cattle, he's a professor, so they bring in the authority, fil- uh, the authority figure to poo-poo-poo uh, anybody who has enough common sense to ask a question. Because the killings were scattered across different states, investigators reached no overarching conclusion on the cause of deaths. But Goldman said some people believe the government was conducting weapons tests on the cattle. Yeah, and some people also thought maybe it was something bigger than the government that was conducting tests or sacrifices or whatever the heck these things are doing. Facing pressure from ranchers, the FBI, wow, the FBI, yep, that'll solve everything. Opened an investigation in 1979 into the deaths of 15 cattle in New Mexico, ultimately concluding that there was no evidence of intentional mutilation by humans and the animals had likely died of natural causes. Yes, I can believe that. LOL. Since then, scattered reports have been have made headlines, including the discovery of several mutilated cows in Kansas 2016, five cows in 1990 that have been killed and dissected on a farm in Washington. Goldman said conspiracy theorists have pinned the blame on everything from satanic cults to aliens. Yep, you got to bring out a windbag every time one of these things happens to explain to us that we're all crazy, move along, nothing to see here. But Silvus Valley Ranch isn't placing its pets on paranormal activity. Though a Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Jenkins said he's gotten a few suggestions that Sasquatch might be responsible. Well, there you go. We got to muddy the water some more. Let's bring Bigfoot into this thing. He's received about 20 calls from around the western U.S. since news about the deaths alerted from spreading. Jenkins, the lead investigator on the case, said the lack of physical evidence at the crime sites, no footprints, no tire ATV tracks, means authorities are relying on witnesses to call in to the tip line and report any suspicious activity they may have seen in the area. Are you kidding me? Hey, has anybody seen the homicidal cow tippers? Because they didn't leave any ATV tracks. They didn't leave any footprint footprint tracks. But we know it was them. David Bonart, a professor, I've got to bring in another one, at Oregon State University who studies beef cattle, said two things typically kill livestock. Poisoning from eating toxic plants and people. Yeah, and I think that we have already uh, discarded both of those options. In this case, poisoning is unlikely given the number of bulls involved and the plants in the area, said. Larkspur typically flowers early in the year, while hemlock, another deadly plant, grows only around rivers and streams, 
not the dry forest where the bulls were found, plus the fact that all five cattle killed were bulls. Bonard said it is statistically unlikely to occur in nature. They make up only about 4-6% to of the herd. Yeah, that leaves human activity as the most likely cause, he said. Really? Don't you just love the way that they completely ignore any other possibility? You know, that's like saying that a crime took place at point A, and even though uh, you, some random person, weren't, weren't within 100 miles, it had to be you because they haven't found anybody else. I mean, this what they're, what they're showing here is illogical. They're making illogical conclusions. They're not even, either they're intentionally not engaging in clear, logical thought, or they're just muddying the waters and, and in effect, lying to us. Bonner said he has heard numerous, he has heard rumors of bull testicles being considered an aphrodisiac, and both tongues and genitals can be eaten. Now, this is total crap. It's not that hard to get bull testicles if you want. Well, I live in farm country. And believe me, they have what they call testicle festivals sometimes, where they bring in uh, testicles from bulls, pigs, whatever, at, at the bars. They have a big, they fry them, they deep fat fry them, and they eat them. It's the commonest dirt. So to say, to suggest or to imply that a bunch of hillbillies went out there in the middle of the night in this basically wilderness and killed these cows in a manner that we have not yet explained just so they could get their testicles? Well, that's nuts. They don't have to walk 30 miles round trip to get cow testicles. They can get them at a meat locker. Not, not that hard. He goes on to say, you have human, you have human, yet the human explanation comes with its own difficulties. Taking down a 2,000 pound bull is no easy feat. There you go. They're 2,000 pounds. That's enormous, by the way. And Marshall said there were no signs of a struggle. The bulls were all lying on their sides as if they had just fallen over and died. He said he could only think that some kind of toxic dart might, <laughs> might kill a bull from a distance, but there was no proof of it and may never find it. It's not clear if a dart would have a detectable imprint. It's, not, it's also not clear if the average person would have access to a poison that was so toxic that it could drop a 2,000-pound bull in its tracks. I, I just don't think there's a... I don't think that there is a toxin that exists that anybody outside of the government could get a hold of that could do that. I could be wrong, but it just sounds crazy to me. In the meantime, tissue samples taken from the carcasses are still being analyzed for toxins, and no results were available yet. Marshall said, even with the tests, the killings may remain in enigma. The bulls have been left to decompose for several days, making a toxology screen difficult to do, he said. Oh, of course. Until a suspect is found, ranch employees are on high alert, particularly those who patrol vast areas alone on ATV or on horseback. Rosa said the news had also concerned other ranchers, but that greater awareness could also lead to faster answers in the tight-knit ranching community. Well, it's going to lead to answers, all right, but none of the answers that you're going to accept, I don't imagine. The neighbors and the folks that are in those areas all know each other, Rosa, and, and there's someone strange or different that's out and about. They take notice of that and let each other know. Well, apparently not this time. Well, that's the story of the five 2,000-pound uh, bull mutilations there in Oregon. 
And you can just see through this article, I would encourage you to go over here to OregonLive.com and read it. Um, they did put a lot of good details in it. But you can go through the article, and as you read the comments from the law enforcement, from the person that wrote the article, we have all the normal the normal techniques that happen after one of these things takes place. I mean, they look directly at the evidence. In this case, they are unable to even determine uh, how the animal died. They look directly at that evidence, and then they look at you and say, well, a person did it. So they're telling you something that is easily disprovable. So you're looking you're looking directly at the facts, and the authority figures are looking back at you and saying, no, those aren't the facts. That's called gaslighting. When you want to completely mess with somebody's head and cause so much cognitive dissonance within their mind that you confuse them as if they're the enemy so that they can't defend themselves. Yes, I'm looking at a dead 2,000-pound bull. There's no way to tell how it died. Its testicles and throat and penis have been surgically removed and you tell me that a person did this when i can look at the facts and see there's no way a person could have got there without leaving tracks when i can look at the crime scene and see that it's i don't know 10 or 15 miles from the nearest highway and it happened on a moonless night by the way you can look that up so you're looking at me and telling me that a person did this well if a person did this then a person had to have the means to get there and back unnoticed in the middle of the night. They would have had to have night vision goggles and they would have had to have had some kind of dart with a toxin that was so extremely toxic that it dropped a 2,000 pound bull in its tracks. I got to call BS on that. You see, these things happen and the authority figures and their own minds, whether it's a Forest Service, a local sheriff's department, whoever, they seems like they have to they feel the need that they have to be able to explain everything they've got to play the role of parent instead of just playing the role of an adult and looking at us and saying wow this is really really strange i don't know what happened we got a dead bull with no explanation no they look at this thing and they have to fit what happened within the confines and the paradigm of what they believe and they will tell any lie they will dispose of any truth they have to in order to keep the narrative the way they want to keep it. That's what I'm seeing. So it, it's just more of the same. The more, the more crazy stuff we witness, the more the powers that be wanted, want to deny that we witness it. So when you read these articles, I would, I would suggest that you keep your eyes open uh, for this gaslighting technique. It's something that happens over and over again in the fake news. You'll see something with your own eyes. It's obvious what it is. Uh, the truth is self-evident. And, they'll, and, the, and the news reporter or the authorities will look you straight in the eyes and lie to your face and say, no, that's not what happened. If you believe that, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, looking at the truth and saying, wow, I can't explain this, is not being a conspiracy theorist. That's just being somebody who can think. So anyway, I found this to be a very interesting article, uh, a little bit scary on Friday the 13th. And 
I'm telling you, when you read articles like this, if you think the government is ever going to release the truth to you about the UFO phenomena, well, I got a bridge I'd sell you in Brooklyn because I don't see that ever happening. And if they do release something, it's probably not going to be the truth. That's just my opinion. That's all for now. Hey, if you happen to like the broadcast, don't be afraid to stop by, uh, offer a little financial support. That's awesome, too. And until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.